life is born from chaos. The world doesn't always adhere to logic. Sometimes down is up. And sometimes when you're lost, you're found. Estamos aqui a bordo do novo USS Discovery, a nave espacial que vai ser o centro da atenção uh, neste novo Star Trek Discovery, uma série que regressa agora ao pequeno ecrã, desta vez na Netflix. Eu estou aqui sentado na cadeira do capitão e é com ele mesmo que vamos falar agora já de seguida. Jason Isaacs. Um, this is a man of our times, for our times, like the show. And we, you know, it was born originally Star Trek out of some very difficult, tumultuous times of great change in the 60s. And we are in some dark days now in terms of divisiveness and uh, aggression and rolling back what we thought was uh, harmony between countries and between people. Uh, and it's a time we're telling a story for those times. I'm already in a Netflix show called The OA, which I absolutely loved uh, doing. And, and the fact of uh, the entire world seeing it at the same moment. Uh, in different languages, albeit dubbed in different languages. Um, and so it, it, there is something about uh, being on streaming media that means, unlike other TV shows I've done, the next morning is not so important. You know, it doesn't, it's not about the number of people who watched it overnight. It's always there. The door is open to this party. People can join at any time. Um, although I suspect, given the online community, people will want to see it the second it's up there so they can start discussing it. Uh, how do you think um, Discovery um, stands out from the, the, the other series? Discovery is not only about discovering what is out there, but it's also a, a journey of self-discovery, because it's, that's where I find the biggest difference is. It's not episodic. It's not we tell one story, we've, visited, we've discovered a new uh, race or a species or something like that. It is also a journey into ourselves, because who you are chooses, you choose to do certain things because of who you are. And it's the choice or the, the, the things that you have made that defines you as well. So this discovery, it goes both ways, it's like in and away. So that, I think it will be very special to discover. <laughs> I, as First Officer Michael Burnham, I'm a difficult person because <laughs> there's a lot going on. Uh, there, there was a lot of uh, trauma and difficulty in my upbringing. Uh, my parents were killed at a young age and I was uh, sort of placed into Sarah and Amanda's home. And so I was then, you know, experiencing a lot of culture shock and having to assimilate to a completely different culture from my own and doing it under immense pressure as well. And so there's that, and then there's also the dream of being involved in an organization like Starfleet and actually succeeding in that dream, joining Starfleet. Um, so th there's, a, there's a lot going on because there's a lot of sort of clashing, uh, clashing ideologies going on in, in one mind and in one heart. So this is a woman who is uh, very, very practical but very vulnerable. This is a woman who is... Uh, very principled, uh, but very emotional. Um, someone who is still questioning who they are. I certainly am still discovering it, and you get to watch that discovery happen. 
you gave life to incredible characters over the years. Oh, thank you. Uh, how is it to uh, develop uh, a new species uh, here at, at Star Trek Discovery? And <laughs> is it a challenge for you? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, it's a happy challenge to, to create a new a new species. Um, you know, over my 30-year career, I've played lots of otherworldly creatures. Uh, sometimes there's an animal-human hybrid. Sometimes there's an alien or a a, a dead person brought back to life. Or <laughs> I've been I've been every imaginable thing. Sometimes you have something re real to study. Uh, but in this case, I don't have any Kelpians to go interview to find out how they are, what they are. You know. So we kind of <laughs> we kind of have to develop this from the ground up. Um, so what what helped inform that uh, is the look I was given. Um, Alchemy Studios in Los Angeles with uh, Neville Page and Glenn Hetrick uh, designing and, and creating my look uh, has been has been very informative on on how I am and who I am. And then the the footwear uh, I have hoof feet, and so these these boots that they gave me uh, changed my posture and changed the way I can take steps. So, but it, it works. It really works for this character. So it's like, well, that, that didn't take much work at all. So I thought I was going to have to like come up with some great physicality. Well, the, the shoes did it for me. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to sound lazy, but that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. He he he's uh, we meet him as a POW, a prisoner of war. So he's. He's been through some horrible, horrible things, um, you know, torture and at the hands of an enemy, and, and so there's a lot of you know emotional turmoil. And then we follow him as he tries to go back on the discovery and tries to find, you know, tries to make his way. Well, I think there's a lot of so many different cool parts. Speaking from the Klingon side, I love that we've really fleshed out the Klingon story. That we're not just the bad guys that come in and out. You really get to see our side of the story, our relationships, our heart, our compassion, our passion for our culture, and how intelligent and scientifically advanced we are. We're not just the thugs of the universe. Um, and then I also think having Burnham as our protagonist, not only having someone as incredibly beautifully complex as Sinequa carrying the show, you see um, this Trek world from a slightly different angle than we've seen in the past often. You know, it's always been a huge ensemble, but the captain has always kind of been the central character. And so you really get to see an incredible uh, hero's journey. And we're in the vein of where Star Trek started to head during Deep Space Nine is letting it be even more serialized. It's really a 15 hour movie this first season. So I think that that's really exciting that you really got to stick around to see because the payoffs are excellent. I can tell you that much. <laughs> How is it to be part of this cosmos that is Star Trek? Surreal, you know. To, as, you know, I think growing up, for, for, I can speak for both of us, is that growing up we we wished and hoped to 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 someday be able to be a part of it, but to actually be doing it, to walk onto those sets and wearing that uniform and saying those words, it took a minute uh, to get over the excitement of it. It's really interesting. I grew up a nerd and I remember, you know, I'm so fascinated by all these things, but it always seemed like, yeah, it was something over there that I would never be. A, I didn't even, I didn't, I don't think that I even really thought I want to be a part of that because I didn't think that would ever happen. And it's funny now too, we're living in an era where sort of nerd culture is really taking over in a way. It's not just for the weirdos. <laughs> and I've been a weirdo all my, all my life. So it's, just funny that it's be it's become so respected yeah. and not just like oh there's that weird thing that people like 
two things that uh, always marveled the, the Star Trek fans is the visual effects and the soundtrack. Yes. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Our composer is Jeff Russo, who uh, composes for Fargo um, and The Night Of. He's a lifelong Star Trek fan. This is, you know, an incredible experience to watch him writing this music for the show. It is beyond beautiful. He has done incredible work. We just watched episode one being mixed, and his music was laid in, and it, it almost brings you to tears. The theme that he wrote for our main titles, too, is just spectacular. Uh, in terms of visual effects, uh, our visual effects supervisor is a, a gentleman named Jason Zimmerman, who uh, comes to us from many other different shows in the States. His team has absolutely brought these visual effects to a place where you know you really do think you're watching a film. Uh, well, I think I think it's more than important. I think it's vital. I think we need it. I truly believe that it will be part of the solution to our troubles and our problems and our divisions. I think that ultimately it's up to us. Ultimately, we have to make the decision to change, and I think we can only make that decision together. And I think that in order to love each other, we have to be in action. I think love is action. And I think that, I hope that we can offer at least a semblance of hope for people because they can see an example of it working. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, just to finish, um, have you ever been to Portugal? No! Oh. I want to go! <laughs> okay, you are invited. <laughs> Thank you. By all the Star Trek fans. <laughs> and thank you. And live prosper. Yes, thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Aww. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I was going to give you the double kiss. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> yes, very Portuguese. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> the Klingon Empire has been in disarray for generations. We've encountered them. We have been waiting for someone worthy of our attention. Captain, incoming! Change is the essential process of all existence, Commander Burnham. Go! You must challenge your preconceptions, or they most certainly will challenge you. What the hell is going on on this ship? Run! We are creating a new way to fly. Better hurry. I'm getting very close to... Right thing. Being a great cost to yourself.